Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my show, Me The Science Podcast, where, as you know, I take a topic and I dig into it and tell you all about it. And I hope you're uh, you're enjoying the information I give you. Now, usually I pick a biomedical type thing because I know a lot about that. And this week is no exception. All over the news in the past week or so, at least the news I'm reading, might be the one that you're, you're keeping up with, is the Vegas Nerve, B-A-G-U-S. Now, I don't mean the Las Vegas Nerve, I mean the Vegas Nerve. And it's been very trendy in the past sort of us was three or four years or so, because if you stimulate your Vegas Nerve, it allegedly has all kinds of benefits. It can decrease depression, it can treat obesity, it can do alcoholism and from my area it can suppress inflammation and I think I've touched on it a couple of times before I guess because it's been a very active area of research. So what is it and is it true that if you stimulate it you might see all these benefits it does seem a bit strange at first glance. Well it's called the electrical superhighway of your body and it comes out of your brain it's two different nerves actually coming from your brain goes down into your body and connects the brain to your abdomen to your organs in your abdomen to your stomach all kinds of tissues connect to the vagus nerve and if you trigger it then you can affect these different tissues in different ways and that's the overall kind of principle that we're talking about here and of course how do you stimulate it well you can use electrical stimuli you can actually stick a little thing into your neck amazingly even in your earlobe, you can access the superhighway through a little offshoot through your earlobe of all things. Uh, that's two ways you can stimulate this. But equally, various activities allegedly stimulate the vagus nerve. So for example, if you plunge into freezing cold water, that can perhaps affect the vagus nerve. If you splash cold water on your face even, that can stimulate it. If you control your breathing, that can stimulate it as well. And in fact, some of the benefits of controlled breathing might be through activation of the vagus nerve. And again, there's a bit of evidence for this here and there, I guess. Uh, so there's various ways you can hack it, is the phrase they use. Can you hack into your vagus nerve? And again, there's good science and bad science about this, and we need to be open-minded. But I'm going to give you some of the stronger aspects of the stimulation of the vagus nerve and how it might actually work. The history of it being useful, shall we say, I mean, obviously, in terms of anatomy, it had been dissected out decades ago, you know, and they knew it was coming out of the brain and going down into your body and connecting into different parts of your body. That was well characterised. Uh, but about, you know, maybe I suppose they're 40 years ago now, scientists began to stimulate, and especially in the neck, because some of the superhighway goes through your neck. And the first sort of clinical use for this was epilepsy. And there was some evidence that people had very bad epilepsy. Now, epilepsy is a very serious thing. Um, it can be very debilitating for people's lives. And there are ways to treat epilepsy, obviously. But it turned out that if you stimulate the vagus nerve, you could decrease the incidence of epilepsy if you're suffering from that condition. But doctors, being smart, we hope, noticed that people who had their vagus nerve stimulated, the epilepsy improved a little bit, but generally they felt much better. And there were reports of people who had anxiety, say, or had depression, feeling better because of the stimulation of the vagus nerve. And that began in the early 80s, and that got scientists' attention. In other words, how could something as simple as zapping a nerve in your neck then improve your mood, or maybe be a treatment for depression? But it certainly got people's attention, and there's some evidence that this, these early studies were repeated. Of course, the trouble with these sorts of things is that um, it may have an effect on the epilepsy, and that improves your move, mood, rather. So therefore, the direct link to mood wasn't necessarily as clear as it might seem. But certainly, this was shown, and there was evidence that this might be beneficial.
And then the second big advance that happened was a scientist called Kevin Tracy. Now, Kevin is a collaborator of mine, full disclosure. I've worked with Kevin over the years. He's in a place called the Feinstein Institute in New York. Kevin works on inflammation like me. And in particular, he's interested in a thing called septic shock. Now, septic shock happens when you have a massive infection and the whole inflammatory process in your body is massively out of control. And we're still trying to come up with new ways to treat septic shock. And Kevin has been working on that for a long time. And he was interested in, could you stimulate the vagus nerve and somehow treat septic shock? And he's also interested in rheumatoid arthritis and inflammatory disease of the joints and a disease called Crohn's disease that affects your digestive system. And Kevin works on all of these, really. He's a real pioneer, Kevin, actually, for um, working on these things called cytokines. I've mentioned cytokines several times, no doubt, because I work on them in my own lab. And there's one particular cytokine called TNF. TNF is doing mischief in things like rheumatoid arthritis and probably in sepsis as well. And Kevin was using this stimulation of the vagus nerve as a way to limit TNF potentially. And guess what? Kevin got good evidence to support this. And his papers on this, really compelling early on, stimulate the vagus nerve again using electrical stimulation. Now remember, nerves are effectively electrical wires in your body, so you can stimulate them using electrical currents. Kevin was able to show that stimulate the vagus nerve, you can lower TNF in the body, and that in turn then was shown to have benefits, initially in animal models, but then in humans even, he did trials in humans, where there was benefits to vagus nerve stimulation. And in particular, one disease he, he was especially working on was rheumatoid arthritis. And incredibly, Kevin could show that if you stimulate the vagus nerve in the neck in a rheumatoid arthritis patient, some of the symptoms of the rheumatoid arthritis went away. Now again, remember meeting him at the time and saying to Kevin, how can this be? This seems like sort of magic, seems unlikely, you know, but he said, no, he says that vagus nerve, if you stimulate it, can somehow regulate the immune system. It plugs into the immune system somehow. Now remember, it is the, the superhighway connecting to many parts of your body. Kevin was saying it can also connect into parts of the immune system and limit TNF. And remember, TNF is being made by the immune system. It's causing some of these symptoms of a disease like rheumatoid arthritis. And even better, he was able to get a mechanistic insight into this. Now remember, mechanism is everything to me because I'm, I'm a biochemist by training, meaning I want to know the chemical basis for things. And thankfully, Kevin was able to show that the vagus nerve was connecting into the spleen now, the spleen is a part of your body where the immune system goes, right? Lots of your immune cells traffic through the spleen. And lo and behold, the vagus nerve was releasing something into the spleen. And that something then was controlling these immune cells and suppressing them effectively. And rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, sepsis, that's all overactivation of the immune system. So now, of course, you can could, you could begin to put two and two together in a way and say, look, the vagus nerve is dampening down the immune response through the spleen and suppressing production of things like TNF. So it's a very sort of clever system, I guess. And then very importantly, Kevin showed that it was a chemical called acetylcholine. Now, anybody listening who's into neuroscience would have heard of acetylcholine. It's a neurotransmitter made by nerve cells. And lo and behold, the work showed acetylcholine was getting released in the spleen. It was then latching on to immune cells and tempering them, limiting their activity. So now we had a really compelling scientific explanation for why zapping your neck, activating the vagus nerve, would somehow impact on the immune system. It was through the nerves ending up in the spleen, releasing acetylcholine, and that in turn then was affecting these immune cells instead of dampening them down. And the dampening down effect then gave rise to the symptomatic relief 
from a disease like rheumatoid arthritis where the immune system is out of control. So for me as a scientist, I'm going, this is great because it seems a bit quirky initially, but now we have a really good way to explain why activating the vagus nerve would have these beneficial effects. And, 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 and Kevin, of course, was a real pioneer. It was wonderful to observe all these different things happening. And now trials are running. I'll come back to the latest on the vagus nerve in a few moments because this early work, and I'm going to say early, I think it was about six, seven years ago. 2016 was when, when Kevin's first paper came out on this. Since then, there's been a lot, a lot more progress to try and exploit this and, and to study it in more and more detail. And then, secondly then, Crohn's disease. That was shown to benefit from stimulation of the vagus nerve, and that's a very debilitating disease, uh, limited treatments. And then another one that was really interesting was obesity. And again, this was a study where they were able to trigger the vagus nerve, this time in the earlobe, because as I said, a little offshoot goes into your earlobe, zap that part that connects into the main highway then and somehow was affecting obesity. Now, how could this be? Well, the vagus nerve also controls diet and how much you eat. And remember, it's a huge, big highway through your body. It can go to your stomach. It can detect what you're eating, I guess, is the way to think of it. And that, in turn, then might regulate in the brain. Your appetite might be regulated. And lo and behold, this method of stimulating the vagus nerve in the earlobe was connecting into the stomach. And then that was affecting appetite. And people began to lose weight. Now, again, it's hard to understand that one. And I must admit, they need more to do more work on this. Could it be as simple as you stick something on your earlobe? stimulate the vagus nerve and now you begin to lose weight. Can you imagine if that was sort of panning out? Again, there's detractors and they're saying, look, it's hard to explain it in various ways. But still, there was some evidence to support that uh, activating the vagus nerve through the earlobe would have this beneficial effect on obesity. And then most recently, and this is really relevant, long COVID. Now, again, I've done long COVID before, as people listening no doubt know. A certain percent of people post-COVID get this persistent fatigue. They have heart problems. They have trouble breathing. It's a really debilitating problem. Limited treatments, very hard to treat at the moment. There's one or two things coming down the track that we hope could be useful. But overall, almost impossible to treat people with long COVID. The good news is for people listening who might have it, it does resolve. It does seem to resolve over time, which is a good thing. But of course, people are really keen on getting better ways to treat long COVID. And guess what? Again, vagal nerve stimulation. There's some evidence that it might treat the symptoms of long COVID. And in particular, in that case, it was able to improve on the fatigue symptom. And fatigue is a key feature of long COVID. People can't get out of bed. You know, it's completely exhausted with long COVID. Some evidence stimulate the vagus nerve. Uh, you may begin to relieve some of the symptoms of fatigue. So again, it's almost like a reset, isn't it? That's the way I think of it. So this this vagus nerve system, if you stimulate it, it can reset the body back to normal. And back to normal in the case of long COVID would mean less of the symptoms of long COVID. In the case of rheumatoid arthritis, less pain in your joints and less sort of inflammation in the joint tissue. In the case of Crohn's disease, less inflammation in your digestive system, you know. So all these different things are coming off this vagus nerve is the idea. Now, remember, there is skepticism. It's hard to uh, get doctors to agree often on things, you know. And people are wondering, is there a kind of placebo effect here? How do we explain it, you know? Which part of the vagus nerve should you stimulate? Because in the neck is one place, but equally in the brain itself, you might trigger it directly, you know. There's even people sticking things into the spleen of people, can you believe? 
to stimulate the nerves there and see these beneficial effects. So again, it's a bit controversial in terms of how to, how to achieve this. Some studies haven't confirmed some of these findings. So again, we need to do more, as ever, more clinical trials are needed. But these initial studies are giving rise to great excitement, great potential here, a very, very active area of research. And again, you judge it based on the evidence that's in front of us, I suppose. And given that we have a pressing need to come up with better treatments for depression or alcoholism or obesity and now long COVID, why not try this approach in terms of getting evidence, you know, in these clinical trials that are running as we speak. Um, drug companies, of course, wouldn't normally work on these kinds of things. They prefer to give you a pill, don't they, to take or an injectable drug or whatever. So using stimulation of nerves to them is something a bit different. But there's loads of companies that have been founded and, and Kevin himself founded a company called Galvani, named after the famous Italian scientist Galvani, who discovered electricity to some extent. Anyway, he was, he was a big contributor there. These companies are raising investment. They're coming up with devices. They're testing them in these different diseases. And all that activity says to me, there's something going on here. And let's hope now they can tweak it and get it to work in a very effective way. And the best phrase I came across recently was, you can zap your way to better health. How about that for a phrase? So vagus nerve stimulated in the right place and we might begin to see these wonderful beneficial effects that have been reported so far. So a very exciting and active area of research. And lastly, what I think of it is not just the vagus nerve. There's other nerve highways in your body, different types of nerves that could be stimulated in different ways to have benefits as well. So it's opened up the vista now of different nervous systems, I guess, in your body, different, different neuronal networks, as we call them, being triggered to see these beneficial effects. So as an area of medicine, it's a really exciting one to watch. And of course, it's a very easy thing, sort of clinically, to, to stimulate a nerve in this way. It should be pretty harmless, let's put it that way. So therefore, the safety side of it is likely to be high as well. So there you have it, the vagus nerve, a very exciting aspect of medical research. And thanks as ever for listening. And my podcast is available for download every Thursday. And it's a News Talk production.